0: the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert.
1: Welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert, and today we're talking about Western universities contentious mandate to require a third COVID booster dose for all staff and students on campus, also uh, masking requirements as well. And we're gonna cover a little bit about Western's history with mandates like this, also how it's being received now with London Free Press health reporter, Jennifer Beeman. Hi, Jen, how are you? I'm fine, thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for thanks for being here with me today. Um, I know that you've been covering, of course, COVID extensively ever since it, it, it started, So let's just talk a little bit about what Western's policy is right now. What's the new policy for the fall? All right. So all students and staff need to have at least one booster. So that third dose uh,
0: as of October 1st, um, there's other things too. They're requiring masks in classroom and like lab settings, um, but they're not super required like the rest of campus. So you can go and hang out with your friends, meet lunch without a mask on, but just in classrooms, That's what that is. So that's kind of the the broad strokes policy. Uh, The booster thing is really getting a lot of attention from people because it's Western's kind of alone in it, at least in our region. There's some Ivy League schools in the state that have implemented boosters, uh, but as far as schools in like Ontario, they're kind of kind of on their own on it.
1: Yeah, Western has a history of kind of leading the charge, I guess, on this kind of thing, right? Because they were one of the first ones to implement this way back in 2020. Is that right?
0: For sure, yeah. Last year, they were really big on, you know, mandating those
1: those first and second doses for students.
0: Uh, also, like as early as May of last year, saying, you know, we want vaccines for kids and residents. So they were, you know, they've always been kind of on the forefront of it. Um, they're making, you know, it's it's difficult for Western. I feel badly because, you know, if they if they just open the floodgates and let loose, there'd be criticism for that. Um, if they implement a, a mandate like this, there's certainly criticism for that. Um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are, are kind of done with restrictions and, and that kind of thing. They feel personally aggrieved by it. So they latch on to something like this and really mobilize in kind of a major way. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it's difficult. They're just in a difficult position, um, but it'll be interesting to see kind of how it shakes out.
1: Are, are there going to be any barriers to education for some students who maybe don't have a third dose yet? I mean, school starts soon. It really does.
0: And, you know, they've been given a bit of time to get the shot. October 1st is when they need to report their proof of vaccination booster by. The thing is, though, is that 18 to 24, 18 to 29 age group, the rates for third doses are kind of low. In London, Middlesex, it's about 40%. Canada-wide, the 18 to 29 age group's about 36%. So there's going to be a lot of kids a lot of students, pardon me, that will, will need to kind of get on this. Um, And, you know, I'm kind of interested to see October 1st comes up really fast. I know September is like the fastest moving month. I'm interested to see if, if Western has to kind of extend it, what compliance will be, what their next move will be there. Cause I mean, that's if, you know, 60% of your kind of target age group doesn't have a third dose that needle's got to move pretty fast. So I, I guess that would be kind of what I'd be looking at through the fall.
1: Yeah. Like, can we even make it to that deadline? Can we get everybody boosted? Right.
0: And what happens if we don't? Um, do they extend it to December? Do they loosen it a little? Like, it's interesting to see. Um, but that would be kind of my question is this came about kind of quickly. To, it was sort of announced just last week. So two weeks before class um, and after some tuition has been paid. So it's, it's yeah. rubbed some people the wrong way.
1: Yeah, well, that I was going to say that, I mean, they've gotten a lot of flack for this, actually, because um, and it's not just from the normal, uh, normal, the the groups that have kind of been uh questioning regulations all along. Right. It's it's other groups as well now questioning this this decision.
0: Yeah, not just the usual suspects. And I think we all know who the usual suspects are. They, you know, some of them have been really anti-vaccine in general. Others have been kind of pro um restrictionless sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, this is really getting some criticism, even from kind of, you know, doctors and, and health experts that have been pretty measured and, and consistent about the need for vaccination all along. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people are just, you know, at LHSC, as an example, you can work at that hospital, they have a, a vaccine mandate, it's only two doses. Uh, when vaccine passports existed in Ontario, it was only two doses. Um, you know, boosters were really, really promoted back in like December and January of, of this year, kind of earlier this year as added protection, um, public health really wanted people to get them, but the, the urgency there for a lot of people just wasn't there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult. Western's in a difficult place. I think that they, they you know, the, the story I did earlier this week said they could be a little bit more transparent with how they arrived at this decision. I think that might help people, but right. yeah, it's it's not enviable.
1: Well, they haven't given really any reasons for it, right? I mean, and, and I, uh, in your story, somebody did say, one of the experts did say any reason would be, would at least help, right? Even if you don't agree with it, at least if they give a reason, that might help a little bit.
0: Sure, and certainly like they, they probably see it as a way to keep, you know, classes in person. And that's really been the goal for Western all last year as well through all its policies on masking and things. Um, you know, and it's possible that if they, you know, a person with a booster from eight months ago maybe is, you know, has been infected by now and maybe has some immunity still. But if you maybe freshly booster a bunch of kids, you know, students that haven't had it, maybe that's the calculation. It's just, I think the public kind of would like to know exactly how this policy, which is quite a big policy and kind of on its own in that policy will really, really affect the goal that they're trying to get at.
1: I'm interested um, in the fact that, King uh, Kings and Huron also have this same policy, but Brescia doesn't.
0: That is very interesting. yeah, they've they've kind of broken ranks with main campus here. Um they might think that just because it's a smaller campus, that's possible, but i'm I'm not sure Brescia's reasons. Um, it's not a great look. I mean, if you've got two out of your three affiliates that are kind of following in line and then mm-hmm. Brescia not, it it opens a lot of questions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but yeah, it's it's been, Western's gotten a lot of focus in the last couple of weeks. I don't think it's necessarily wanted or was hoping it could avoid. But I also think that Western doesn't want to be a place that in the fall has to cancel classes or, you know, quarantine a residence or anything because of outbreaks. So I think they've got a bit of 3D chess going on here to try to make the year as good as it can be.
1: What are the um, projections? Do we know at all for COVID for the fall and maybe winter? Are we looking at you know, think COVID got got kind of bad this past uh, Christmas time, right? And just after Christmas, are we looking at something similar to that? Or, or what are we kind of projecting?
0: I, I don't have a crystal ball. None of the public health yeah. experts I speak to do either. But I think there's a few things we do know. Um, in the winter, we're all indoors. Respiratory season, respiratory illness season kind of comes into the picture. You get colds and flus and all kinds of stuff. So that's it. In the fall, too, with classes and school and work and all that stuff, we're around people a lot more, too. Um, so that's how things spread. You know, yeah. I think a lot of public health experts are expecting a bit of a resurgence in the fall. What it looks like, who knows? Omicron's a kind of a, a new frontier, sort of. And um, we've also got a lot of things pulling in our favor, though. So, high vaccination rates, we have fourth doses that people can get, we've got treatments like Paxlovid for people that are really high risk. So, um, you know, this is not April 2020 anymore, we're in better position in a lot of ways. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how governments and policymakers, um, you know, figure that out.
1: Yeah. And it's also interesting, because we really don't have very many restrictions in society at large right now. So for the students to be kind of in and around London, and then going back to the Western campus where there are these restrictions, I mean, how's that going to work? It's a bit of a, a dichotomy, I guess, right?
0: For sure. The the students are living in a restriction-free world. You know, most of them, I mean, masks are, I don't know if you take a walk around, there's not as many masks as you've once seen before. It's just kind of open and travel's open and, and everything too. So, I mean, that's the part that's drawing a bit of criticism from some of kind of these doctors and public health experts, like will this policy actually have a meaningful effect on transmission and keeping the Western bubble safe? Mm-hmm. Um, especially since the students have connections in a largely restriction-free world.
1: Right, right. Um, has Western ever kind of explained why they were kind of on the forefront of of making these decisions, you, you know, back in 2020? And certainly now they haven't really explained this r- these restrictions or these uh, mandates. But have they ever kind of given a reason for all of that? I mean, not in as many words, but we know that Western is a place that really prides
0: itself on being a leader. So I think that there's part of that. They want to set the, the tone and set the agenda and they don't, you know, they kind of want to be seen as, as a place that takes things seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, we've also got a faculty union there too that has been very vocal through the pandemic about the need for safety. Um, last summer, they really were pushing a mandate. They wanted a vaccine mandate really badly and Western delivered. They gave them the two dose vaccine mandate and it was great and things were fine. Um, the faculty union has raised concerns about the quality of masks students are wearing. So I think there's also maybe a bit of that Western listening to its, its community of staff and employees and Mm -hmm. uh, professors and just kind of, you know, responding and, and trying to kind of, um, you know, meet, meet, like meeting of the minds kind of thing.
1: Yeah. There is a lot of focus, of course, on the third dose, but also they do, they will have a mask mandate as well for medical grade masks. Is that right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. They had those last year too. It, was an, it like an ASTM three. So it's kind of like a, one of those like surgical masks. So no cloth masks at Western, you got to wear the kind of the blue surgical, you know, with a nice tight seal and they're kind of like triple layered and okay. it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and they were really serious about patrolling it last year. I know that that was something they, they would go and they had like stewards in the building saying, you know, put on your mask, don't wear that one. So it, like Western has taken this very seriously and I would expect it'll continue to. Uh, although they did say they want to kind of reevaluate the mask thing by Thanksgiving weekend, they've kind of given themselves a timeline there, so we'll see what they what they do.
1: Okay, all right. Um, well, let's look maybe a little bit to the future. Do you think we might get an explanation from Western? Uh, they're going to reevaluate the masks around Thanksgiving time. What might we see from them?
0: You know, I don't think that the story is going away they're getting a lot of criticism kind of from the the usual groups that would criticize this kind of thing. But I think a lot of people are really looking at them to see what happens next. I know we'll be looking at what happens next. Um, I'll ask them how many kids, you know, students they've got that are looking for exemptions. That's a question certainly we'll have to pose to them. And then once October happens, October 1st, their deadline, you know, what's the compliance rate, like what's happening with students that aren't complying or haven't yet. So uh, I don't think it's really over for them. I, I don't, know as well that that a full-fledged explanation might kind of you know for some people it might really um you know kind of calm them down or or make them go away but I think you know it's it's a flashy thing that happened but you know once September starts things will kind of move on as well so we'll see yeah
1: we'll see where the dust settles right Mm -hmm. okay thank you Jen so much and we'll certainly be watching this story and I'm sure we'll be chatting with you again later on
0: wonderful thanks so much